0: neil mccready and martin palomo
1: welcome into another edition of mind on my money presented by pinnacle trust i'm neil mccready in the clark ford studios martin palomo on the road uh doing work today on his way down to uh new orleans for a, a meeting and then he and his son headed to raleigh north carolina for a uh soccer showcase sort of a thing so that's cool So we'll keep it uh, nice and tight today. It's the uh, Thursday before Thanksgiving. I think uh, probably not breaking news to you next week. We'll take a week off because of the holiday, and then we'll get back on the other side and sort of see where we are with markets and uh, elections and transitions and uh, coronavirus shutdowns and all of the things that it feels like we have been talking about every single week for forever but we'll, uh, we'll we'll dive into it a little bit here on a abbreviated edition of Mind All My Money. Let me tell you about Clark Ford. It's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. I've got three vehicles in my household from Clark Ford, so I put my money where my mouth is here. It's the best service I've ever gotten from an automotive dealer. It's incredible uh, how much they want to take care of you. What you do is you call the number 662-257-1900. You ask for Corey. You uh, get a quote on the Ford product that you're interested in. Even if you're not sure you want a Ford, get a quote. Like every other industry right now, there's a lot going on because some states aren't allowing for uh, manufacturing because of coronavirus. So there's supply and demand issues that can create deals for you, and um, you should check into it. So get a quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop the quote around. Or you can uh, do what I've done and hop into a Clark Ford, 662-257-1900. And Martin, tell the people a little bit about uh, Pinnacle Trust before we get rolling.
0: Indeed, Neil. Uh, man, I usually uh, tell folks I'm coming to them from the Pelican Club Studios in Madison, but I'm actually coming to you now from the black F-150 on 55 near Boca Chita. Uh, but man, um, I think we're about to to hit the roller coaster, a little bit of roller coaster again. I think we'll have some ups and downs and ups and downs in the markets. And uh, you know, I know a lot of folks who are doing it on their own, uh, the first go around uh, hit hit the puke zone pretty quickly and a lot of folks got out into cash and never got back in. And um, so if that describes what happened to you in, in March and you don't have the stomach for this stuff, um, let a professional handle it for you. We'd love to do it. Uh, give us a call, 601- nine five seven zero three two three uh you can catch us on the email at info at p i n n trust dot com or uh catch us on social media we're really active there as well
1: so let's talk a little bit about what's going on out there and that is um i guess spikes in the coronavirus there's that's seems to be the word that people are using um i know my son carson his middle school is closed they're telling them they're going back on november the 30th i'll be honest i don't believe that i don't i I don't think they're coming back on november the 30th um there's lots of talk in in new york city they closed schools other places have closed schools businesses are closing there's all sorts of regulations thomas dobbs in mississippi put out a a release yesterday about mass gatherings and things like that it's got a lot of bite to it in terms of fines and imprisonment and stuff like that so it seems that we're headed into a uh, less than ideal place for the next couple of months we talked last week about vaccines and how vaccines might uh, change the markets in a positive way I'm curious Martin and I suspect I know the answer to this but what would another round of lockdowns a, a winter slash spring of economic shutdown do to the markets
0: Man, uh, that's a really good question, Neil. Um, you know, one of the things that, especially during this season, so you think about the season we're about to be upon, um, you know, the Friday the beginning, of the Friday after Thanksgiving is, you know, for most retailers is the largest, um, you know, largest one month and it will sometimes make up a third to 40% of their, their annual revenue. Um, you know, in this last month, this Christmas shopping, uh, I think for a lot of the mom and pops, it makes things really difficult or like the local stores or you're, if you're running into, you know, to grab something, it makes it real difficult. The winners are going to be, man, the guys who have the, the e-commerce infrastructure set up, you know, and a lot of the bigger firms do, um, you know, if we're talking about the Amazons, the Walmarts, the whatnot, they'll, you know, they'll be fine, um, it's going to be the it's going to be the smaller ones that are going to be going to be real interesting, and, and a lot of them are probably barely hanging on from the first round. So you know, if we do get some type of legitimate quote unquote shutdown lockdown, um, I think you do see some pretty catastrophic ripple effects, um, you know, through through the let's call it Main Street America economy versus you know the Wall Street America um, economy, and. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot, of, you, Trump is probably going to catch a lot of flack during the, you know, these last few months of what appears to be his lame duck presidency um, through January, uh, you know, if they don't do anything. And we already knew that there was going to be a some second round of, or really third, third round of stimulus, if you consider what was given to individuals and then PPP and all that stuff is round two. Um, You know, I think, uh, I know that the Republicans, I think wanted a, maybe a $500 billion relief package. The Democrats were asking for like a $2.2 trillion relief package. Um, I imagine if we hit another round of lockdowns, it's probably going to be somewhere in between, which means, uh, you know, we'll stack on, some more debt, the dollar will devalue a little more, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're investing in stocks. And then um you know, and then long term our you know, we've got we gotta have higher taxes at some point.
1: Um where do you stand on the Bitcoin thing? There are people that are saying, hey, that now's the time to get in on Bitcoin. Do you buy that? Dude, you know, so I don't do you remember it was
0: a while back. We had my buddy from Cambridge, Marcos Faramus.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: He is a dude, he is a crypto maniac. Like, and I'm, I, and for real, like, he's one of the most sought after guys, you know, in the institutional world about crypto. Um, you know, and he has been high on, on Bitcoin and not, not just Bitcoin, but on, on cryptocurrencies. And he doesn't, he'll tell you, he doesn't know which one's going to shake out in the end. Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be Bitcoin? Is it going to be, you know, some other crypto that's just not, big yet, that's going to be the winner long term. Um, but you know, he's, he, he calls for uh, that there's some value there. There's some, there's some, there's some good opportunity to have truly non correlated, um, you know, investments, uh, not and being correlated like to markets. So if the markets move, whatever way the markets move, the you know, Bitcoin uh, doesn't necessarily move in the same direction. And um, <clears throat> so man, I wrote I I know I'm taking the the scenic route to answer your question, and I wrote a paper um, for Pinnacle several several years back um, when the when that real big Bitcoin bubble was happening, and you know I warned people about you know, getting into it, and when 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 prices are really really high and that it you know tends to be bubblish. and it was, and it came back down, but man. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing per se. I don't know how to right size it in a portfolio. Um, you know, if you consider it, do you consider it a currency or do you consider it an investment? And that's the piece I don't, and I think it would be good. I think it would be awesome to have Marcus on sometime to kind of talk about, you know, talk about crypto. Uh, Cause we didn't even get into it when he was, yeah. when he was on the show. And, um, and I said that to say, like, I know enough about crypto to be dangerous Um, But that guy is, is an expert, but man, I'm not scared of it. I just don't know how to right size it because I don't know I don't know whether you could look at it as a currency play or an investment play. Um, And I would size it differently depending on whichever it is. Like, is it a hedge or is it a pure investment?
1: So, um, you see people talking about shortages, like it's already kind of started the language a little bit of, Hey, uh, you know, um, can't get paper towels you can't get toilet paper you can't get paper plates you can't get paper products you know all that stuff comes from China for the most part or, or Asia or, or whatnot we went through this the last time that was sort of the first sign of oh look out here here we go and we, we can make all the toilet paper jokes in the world because I don't understand this fear about toilet paper I it, it's it's odd to me regardless um do you look at stuff like that and say uh oh here we go again we're we're headed in this direction or is the promise whether it be from Pfizer or Moderna or whoever the promise of an imminent vaccine going to slow down the the rush to shut down if you will
0: Uh yeah I I kind of agree with the latter comment that you made I think that I think that the you know the vaccine news certainly um will temper a lot of the fear and pandemonium that we saw in you know in february and march of of this year when no one really knew what was going on so everyone just hoarded you know everything meat prices spiked up all that stuff dude but you know i I, i've read and i don't know that it's you know i don't know if it's just rose colored glasses i've read that that they'll be ready by by year end which i mean year end is a month away from now to um to distribute and that they have a good distribution plan um, in place from a logistics standpoint, um, for at least Pfizer, Moderna will, you know, it's clearly as even is not the size of Pfizer, but, um, but you know, I, I think that, and I, and I think I, I, if I'm not wrong, I remember reading that they're gonna test it in a couple of states. They've already identified a, a couple of states. Uh, I think Tennessee being one of them, maybe Rhode Island was one where they were going to get the vaccines to first, just to, just to test the logistics piece, um, but I mean, I think short term we'll have a little bit of a fluctuation and volatility and people's fears, emotions in the markets. But long term, man, I, I think that you know this this isn't. We might have some craziness, but this is not March, right? Because we know so much hope more not. about what's going on. I hope
1: not. Got- I, yeah, I, 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 it, it can't be March again. I don't. I don't think and not to get into the social part of this, because I have sworn to myself that I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm not going to write about it anymore. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I, I don't think America, and when I say America, I just mean the masses. I don't think the masses are going to accept the terms in January and February that that it accepted in March and April, if that makes any sense. I I don't think... I don't think... In a lot of towns, law enforcement will enforce it. I don't think in a lot of towns the mayors and and even governors in some states will enforce it. I think this will become even more of a right versus left issue, and that's what it's become, if we're just being honest. And given that you'll have a new president in the White House on a two-year clock, let's just say for kicks and giggles that the two senatorial races in Georgia split; one Republican wins. One Democrat wins. Make it nice and clean. The Republicans are going to have the majority in, in the Senate. And even Biden himself referred to that as some brick walls. So they're going to be eyeing the 2022 midterms right away because that's what all administrations do. That's what we do. And if that's the case, they know that some draconian shutdown that is akin to martial law is going to be a death knell for 2022. It's, it's a killer destroys them in any moderate areas that they, they lose so I don't think that's an option for them um I think it's going to be an, an a weird start for the biden administration because they're they're going to be right away there's no honeymoon they're they're faced right off the bat with this big test and if what they do is this draconian shutdown yes that's going to appease many in the far left but it's not going to appease the people in the middle. And again, we talked about this a week ago. Even if Trump is out, and I, I believe, like you, that he's going to be out on January the 20th, he walks out with 73 million votes. You can't ignore that. It's not a landslide. It wasn't, it, it's not a, a massive mandate. The, the, the other party gained ground in the House. The other party held on to the Senate in this scenario. So it's not a it's it's no matter what Pelosi wants to say, it's not a massive mandate. It's 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 uh, it, it's a mild repudiation of Trump. And that's all it is, is mild, because Trump walks away with 10 million more votes than he had four years ago. It's a really weird spot. And I don't I don't know that that you can answer that with. All right. Right out of the gate national mask mandates and we're going to shut things down. Shutting down all bars, shutting down all gyms, shutting down all of this, shutting down all of that. We're not going to reopen schools. We're I I think I think there's and when I say a, a revolt, I don't mean I don't mean a literal revolution where people gather arms and 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 fight the other side, but I think people push back in in as many ways as they can and um, you know, Biden has talked about a dark winter, Martin, but he can't let it be a dark spring.
0: No, I, I mean, and and Neil, you and I, and I'm not trying to for us to just pat each other on the butt, man. But you and I are on the on the same page, and, and we have things that we disagree about, and we can be and we're civil about it. But um, I I, I completely agree with you here. I think, you know, one of the biggest things that he's going to have to deal with that's going to be a tough a tough. Uh, you know, piece of meat to chew on and bite off right out of the gate is, you know, they campaigned so hard on how Trump mishandled the virus. Well, it appears that the virus is going to give Biden a shot to show, to show the nation how it quote unquote should have been handled. Right. Because it looks like it's cranking right back up. But I agree with you. I don't think we, what we saw is that in the first lockdown, it didn't really work. You know, the, 14 days to flatten the curb was not 14 days to flatten the curb. The curb didn't flatten until what? May, June. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Am I wrong on that? No, Um, I think
1: you're right on that.
0: So, I mean, dude, that was call it March one to let's just give May the benefit of the doubt. We'll say it was May 1st, but I think it was further into, to, to early June. That's, a, that's 60 days to flatten the 14-day curve. And it, so it, the lockdowns didn't work. They didn't flatten the curve. All they did was flatten an economy. And I, I think you're right. I think people will revolt against it. Not in, a, not in a, you know, like you said, grab the guns and the pitchforks or the torches and the pitchforks and let's go, you know, burn the whole thing to the ground but uh, I think there'll be pushback. I think there will be, you know, and, you know, it's, it's really easy for me to be a Monday morning quarterback. I realize that, but, uh, you know, I, I do think that, I hope that we've learned from the first lockdown, you know, and, and business owners will get uh, <clears throat> resilient as well. You know, one of the things I was reading about, and this is in Europe, because, you know, they're in, they're in a <clears throat> second lockdown in Europe. I was reading about uh, one of the, the food vendors in Brussels you know, he had a restaurant in downtown Brussels and he was accustomed to feeding the people who came in to work, you know, every day. Well, uh, that didn't happen. So what did he do? He expanded his business. He went into the residential areas. Um, You know, you've seen a lot of restaurants get pretty creative with how they deliver food. And in Jackson, we had food trucks going to neighborhoods, which I thought was pretty creative. Um, You know, I don't know if it was the same way in Oxford. Um, But, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of the mom and pops that are going to be, uh, that are going to be on the chopping block if, if this thing happens again. And, you know, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, I just keep saying, I I just think if, if we just be smart about what we do, you know, and that's not too different than what, you know, when, when Alan, uh, Dr. Jones was, was on. And a lot of times he would just talk about, you know, just be smart, wash your hands, you know, don't hang out with large groups of people. And that's what it seems to be is these, you know, the these spreader events that are I mean, like so Christopher's School, they uh, they're doing virtual school right now because uh, someone thought it was an awesome idea to throw a Halloween party. And the junior and senior class went to this Halloween party. And guess what? The junior and senior class are, you know, are all quarantined. And then, it, you know, it's spilled over. But none of those kids went to the hospital none of those kids died you know and i realize that we don't need to carry it to mammy and pappy or mamaw and papaw or papa or whatever you call your grandparents like i totally get that but dude and i know i'm beating a horse to death here neil and I'm, i'll be glad when we can stop beating the horse to death but if we're going to do some type of lockdown to protect let's protect the people who are at we, risk we just won't elderly. do it
1: but, but we won't do it we won't do it we're, we're we're ten months into this, and we won't do it. We will not do it. I mean, literally in New York right now, they're closing gyms and restaurants to avoid the the optics of what happens if you if you leave those open while schools are closed. And so the answer is that close everything. I mean, it, it's it's we there's not going to be a rush to common sense on this. We that's been that's been established. And I'm 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 trying not to get super negative, but we're not we. We can talk about this every week, and based on the numbers, people are listening. But we're not going to have a common sense approach. We're not going to do the smart thing. We're not going to do what we should do, which is open the schools. There's no sign that that schools spread. There's none. There's no difference in the teacher population than there is in the general population. The teachers that get this, they're not getting it at school from the little kids. They're just not. They're not. They're getting it from parties. They're getting it from when they go wherever. The, 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 the rules that we have for restaurants make no, make no common sense. It, it, here's the thing. No, they don't. Here's the thing. But for whatever reason, this, is, this has been political. I've never, I've never been around anything in my 50 years on this planet that is more politically delineated than coronavirus. If you are liberal, you want to shut down. If you are really conservative, you want to open wide open. And there's very little in between. And for whatever reason, the idea of, hey, we've got to be really careful with our elderly. We've got to be really careful with the infirmed. If you are obese, this thing is a problem. We won't say that. And I don't really know why. But I'm to a point where it is what it is. And we won't do it. This was an, an opportunity from a government standpoint, from Trump all the way down, to preach healthier lifestyles, to preach healthier eating habits, to create ways to make healthier eating a possibility for more people. Total failure from the federal level to the state level. Media has, has treated this as something it's not. Health officials, the uh, the. I say this all the time, and I'll, I'll, I'll name names. Thomas Dobbs, uh, Anthony Fauci, the woman in Jackson. I can't think of her name. She did it just this very week. In my opinion, the tweets from people like that of, hey, if you guys don't do your part, and mask up. Mask up. If you don't mask up, we're going to have to shut down the schools, kind of have to shut down small businesses. I find that to be um, – borderline hate speech I, I find it to be a threat when you when you do that that's a threat an inability for us to have a sensible conversation about mask um we, we can't do it we've been we've proven that yeah uh, mask are one of two things either you have people on the, on the left going boy mask work mask work mask or the mask or the end all be all at which i want to go then why are you not wearing two of them Why have you not, I'll see those people. Why have you not invested in N95s? You're wearing a piece of cloth over your face. You're pulling a bandana over your face. And then on the right, you have the hardcore people that are like, masks don't work. They don't even work on the margins. I'm never, ever going to wear one. And that's wrong too, probably. And so, but there's no in between. There's no middle ground. We've proven that in our country. Look at After after look at the election stuff right now, Martin, after the same party and I'm not picking on either party because both parties are wrong. The same party that spent four years talking about a Russian collusion in the 2016 election, spending four years. So in that election was was illegitimate because the Russians colluded, even though it couldn't be proven. Are now the same ones that are scoffing at Republicans who are out saying, I think there was some voter fraud. They're like, oh, no, 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 the election was fine. The election when there's no no voter fraud at all. Even when there's documented cases of 120-year-old people voting. It, we, we, we're so alienated. And I, I hear people talking about unity and coming together and all of those things. I, I think that ship has sailed. I do. I think people hate one another. I think it's worse than it's ever been. Um. I, I've lost friends in this. I have. I've I've lost associations in this. When we get back to something resembling normal, my my patterns will not be the same. There are places that I'll never go to again. I'll never darken the door of those places again because of what happened in 2020. No chance. You wouldn't. Wild horses couldn't drag me into them. And I've heard other people say this too. And I'm not going to name names and all that. But my, I will follow through with my actions. And that there's a lot of that. I, I, we've. I think that. I watch what we're, what we're... My fear is not what's coming in the next month. My fear, if I have one, and I do, because it, it, I, I can feel... I, I don't think I'm as healthy today mentally, emotionally, probably not physically because of that. I don't think I'm as healthy today as I was on March the 13th. In fact, I know I'm not. And and I, I, I'm, I'm not alone. There's lots of that. And I don't think... I think we're closer to a breaking point. And I think when... When and if there's a, a federal call for shutdowns that result in businesses closing, because a lot of businesses are hanging on to a, by a thread right now, and another shutdown and they're out, they're done. Uh, and I, you know, you can talk about stimulus packages and all of those things. I, I, I don't know that you can provide enough stimulus. I don't know that you can get that done. I don't know that anyone trusts either party to just do, just give the stimulus. Don't try to put programs in don't try to put don't try to sneak pork into this make it straight stimulus make it straight stimulus give people uh as much as you can without adding more to the debt than needs to be added um i, I don't yep. have martin i don't have confidence in in the ability to to, to distribute a, a vaccine effectively i don't this country's too big there's too many people There there are too many people that are uninformed there are too many people that are completely disconnected proof of that is in oxford which is a pretty well-to-do town the day after the middle school closed people arrived at the middle school to drop their kids off they had no idea that the middle school had been closed They just didn't know and so i i I don't this 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 belief that we're going to distribute this vaccine across the population and and we're all going to be great is is utopic in my mind. And that's before you even get into the conspiracy theory, people who are out there. And there are a lot of them, including some really smart people who say, I'm not, I'm not taking that vaccine until I've seen people have it and, and see what happens to them in in a year.
0: Uh, I mean, dude, I'm kind of in that camp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of
0: conspiracy theorists by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but and I guess one of the other reasons for me, I'm not in that camp is because um, I've had it and and it went through me. And if I get it again, um, even if I got a worse case of it, the first time I had it, I didn't even know I had it. I only knew I had it because I had to take my youngest kid to get a negative test at her school so she could return to school. And she was totally asymptomatic as well and uh, she tested positive. And I was like, well, hell, if she tested positive, you better test me too. And, uh, of course they did. And I tested positive and I was like, well, all right. And then a few weeks later I went and got an antibodies test just to confirm that I had an antibodies test and not a false, I mean, uh, that I had the antibodies and not a false positive. And, um, I was negative for the currently having the virus, but positive for the antibodies. So it was like, all right, well, you know, it, uh, it happened. It went through me and and I get, you know, the vac- the vaccination for, you know, for folks that are high risk, too. Maybe, maybe they're where you start. And, but there's probably going to be a lot of them that say, hey, I don't want to be the guinea pig, you know, either. Um, you know, most vaccines take years and years and years of of, uh, of testing. And, man, and we have pulled a rabbit out of hat. And, and not, not that I don't think that we're capable of it. I think that America and, you know, and Western Europe and, and hell, even a lot of parts of Asia – um, are intelligent enough to pull something like this off collectively, but I mean, I would like to see. I would like to see what it looks like, you know, because even the flu vaccine is not every not every year they get it right, you know. Uh, and I think Dr. Jones talked about that when he was on the podcast with us. Was you know, some year they look at Australia first and go, okay, well, what's flu look like? Here's what we think it's going to be, and then they manufacture the flu vaccine. Because I think Australia's flu season starts two, three months before ours, or something like that. But uh, but anywho, I ran down a rabbit hole and I totally forgot where we started, man. What what was the question? That you well, were there was a, there,
1: about? there was a lot there. We were just talking. It was just about confidence, about this belief that that kind of what what happens if if we have another shutdown, and I think it goes bad. I really do. I, I think I think the yeah. reaction is bad. I, I I don't think people are as mentally and emotionally stable, yeah. stable as they were in, in March. And people, you know, because here's the thing, and some of this was Trump, some of this was Fauci. I mean, we got to be honest. If we're going to do this honestly as a country, we've got to stop trying to blame one person. Did Donald Trump have a perfect reaction to COVID? Of course not, and he paid for it with his presidency because it's very clear that if there's no COVID, he wins in an absolute landslide. Anyone who who has any political acumen would admit that a landslide. He still got seventy three million votes. So you, you got to be able to say that. But Fauci is on is on video in March talking about how masks don't work unless they're you know specially fitted, unless they're this, unless they're that. Masks don't work. We don't need to have people walking down the streets wearing masks. And now a handful of months later. Health officials, it's all they talk about. Mask, 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 mask. It's, we're just mask crazy. They're virtue signals. Unless they work right. I cover a, I cover a field where everyone's being asked to wear a mask and their hands are on the mask at all times, moving the mask so they can talk, putting the mask back up, all that. It's crazy. I mean, everybody can look at this thing, but, but when I say that, I'm, I'm labeled this hardcore. Uh, I mean, I've had people accuse me of, some pretty rough stuff because of my stance on mask and and that's where we are I just I just I don't I don't have a lot of hope for what's to come I think this this spring semester uh, and those of us who are parents I think we still view life in terms of there's a spring semester summer fall semester break I mean I, I still think that's how we sort of our calendar is set up
0: yep Wash,
1: repeat. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think most of us who are smart are uh, braced for a brutal spring semester that I don't think we're equipped to handle. I, I don't on, on any on any level, and I think the economic toll that it's going to take is going to be drastic and extreme. And I hope to God I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong, I, but I don't think I am. And I because i know one thing about human nature in some of the fields in in my field and i see it now in the medical field no one is able to say the two magic three magic words i was wrong i was wrong they're going to double down and triple down and i even see fauci saying hey even after the, even after the mass mandate I mean, even after the vaccine, we 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 have to mask up. We have to socially distance. It's like, whoa, we went in March from 15 days to stop the spread. To we're about to do this into well into 2021. Well into 2021. You talk to colleges and ask them. Ask me how I know. Are you guys going to have in-person classes in August and September? Ah. Uh, I don't know, you know, got to see about vaccines, got to see about the cases, the spikes, the, you know, we're going to do our best. We sure hope so. Golly, gosh, darn it, boy, we'd love it if we could. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Let's just hope. Platitudes. I know what platitudes mean. Platitudes mean. Lack of confidence. Platitudes mean no. No, but we're going to try to take your money first.
0: Yeah. You know, and I think. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing this back into markets, too. One of the, one of the I think, one of the, the good things, if we do have another, let's just say, let's go worst case scenario. Let's say we have another lockdown. You know, the markets were swinging so wild the first time because no one knew what was, who the winners were going to be, who the losers were going to be, what it was going to look like. We have a better idea this time. And I'm not saying that if there's another lockdown, markets won't swing down. But if you held a gun to my head and said, Martin, what's it gonna look like this time? I would say, you know, probably the, maybe you get a 20% decline in the S&P versus an almost 40% that we got the last time. and the only other the only other area that I'm would be really interested to see how this how it would shake out is so bonds did a pretty good job of protecting portfolios if you had a good carve out to bonds um, you know in the beginning of the year but a lot of the runway has been eaten up with the amount of protection that they can provide because because rates and interest rates are are almost near zero and and the average listener may say okay Martin well but what the, what does that have to do with with uh, with with protecting the portfolio. So interest rates and the prices of bonds move like in an inverse relationship. So like, you know, the little kids on a seesaw or a teeter-totter, one kid goes up, one kid goes down. The relationship to the prices and interest rates are the same. If interest rates go down, the prices of bonds go up. Well, if you're almost at the floor of interest rates, then that would be like, you know, you having those rubber tires underneath the seats on the seesaw that are you know that are a foot in the air you just you don't have as much room to go down on one side so you're not gonna have as much room to go up on the other side so I think there's gonna be a lot less protection you get from bonds this go-round if we have you know a downside so then people are saying well well gosh what do I do does it make sense to have cash and my answer there also is particularly not it doesn't make sense to have a lot of cash either because most people don't know how to get in and out of the cash positions, and they'll stay in cash too long and, and miss the upside. Um, you know what I think people really do have to look at, and we had some guys on here talk about it as well: is make sure you have some, you know, alternative strategies in the portfolio that can help hedge out some of that stock market risk. Because, dude, long term bonds don't have bonds. Look, it's it's going to be a tough road for bonds for the next several years stocks have a lot better outlook even if we get some craziness with some volatility from COVID this year man but it's man if you're trying to do this on your own I honestly Neil like I don't know it would be like me trying to do heart surgery on myself and reading and watching a YouTube video to do it
1: like oh it, yeah, that's, yeah 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 I mean like I, I think it's one thing when you you know like you just kind of play with a couple hundred dollars on, on the, on the, on the fringes to have a little fun. But if you're talking about your retirement, you're talking about uh, managing this. I mean, it's you, 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 you better have a professional and and you better have a professional that knows what he or she is doing. This is, this is going, I think this is going to be a volatile year. I do think it settles down and I do think on the other side of vaccines and Reopening, I actually expect a boom, but I think there's a bust first.
0: Yeah, I think we'll have a, I think we'll have, there's a potential for some pullback. I, I don't think it'll look like what it did, you know. And look, I may be wrong because look, I was wrong at the beginning too. You know, when we were talking about in February, when we were talking about what is this going to look like, and I was like, okay, yeah, we might be down 10, we might be down 15%. You know, but this thing will come and it'll pass and we'll be rocking and rolling again. Man, I had no idea we were going to lock down, Neil. like if you would have held if you would have held the gun to my head in February and March and said, are we going to lock down and shut the economy down? I'd have been like, have you lost your mind? No, we don't shut economies down. We just don't. You don't do that. I mean, I would have I would I would have never expected that.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't either. All right. Well, listen. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Enjoy. Uh, have a good flight. We'll uh, we'll take Thanksgiving week off. We'll come back in two weeks and sort of see yep. where we are. Perfect, man. All right. For Martin Palomo, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this edition of Mind All My Money, presented by Pinnacle Trust. Don't forget it's pintrust.com, dot com. P I N N Trust dot com. Mention that you heard about Pinnacle Trust on this podcast, on any of our MPW Digital Network of podcasts. You get. Um, if it was 10% off your first year's fees, 10% <laughs> you tried off. To
0: give, you tried to give folks more money
1: uh, off. It's not my money. I'm trying <laughs> to help. No, 10% off your first year's fees. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Be safe. Um, take care. And we will talk to you in two weeks.